Selena, have you ever not been just totally attracted to me? Ever not been? Have I always been attracted to you? Yes. Yes. But the way I phrased it was was more... (laughs) Never not been. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever not been just just completely captivated by my handsomeness? (laughs) Always 100%. (laughs) Now, that's a serious question, actually. We had a uh, a listener writing... attraction. We'll get to that. (laughs) What is attraction? (laughs) What happens if you're in, in your marriage... And you look at your spouse one day and you think, I actually don't really find myself feeling attracted to you. Yeah. And which means I don't want to be intimate. I don't. It means I I want to be, but I'm just not. What what say you to that husband, to that wife? Well, you're going to find out on the other side. I'm not really comfortable with how much you hesitated when I I was trying to understand the question. I've Never been not been. <laughs> I've hoist. I'm, I've been hoist by my own petard. <laughs> this old Shakespeare would say. Daddy's uh, funny. Yeah, you know. I've always found you attractive. Mm. I don't know that I've. I don't have moments that I've never. <laughs> that I've been like ew or something or like. Because like I think you're. I think you're very handsome, very cute, very hot. So I don't know. I don't know what means you're not attracted. Like, do uh, I want to have sex with you all the time? Oh my goodness, that's inappropriate. <laughs> no, you know, you can't say that I just here. can't always. Can't say that here. <laughs> can't say that. There's <laughs> decent people listening. Anyway, I, I I always find you utterly stunning and captivating. I just think it's different for a wife. Like I always, you're always like my hero, the go-to, the person that like, not hero and like savior, but just, I don't know. In a very, you're like, the head. I feel assured way. by you. Yes. Feel led by you. Hero. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, if you, if you don't know who we are, welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. My name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. Most stunning, beautiful, attractive woman I've ever seen in my life. And I've never once doubted that for a second. <laughs> I never doubted you. <laughs> Uh, we're the Fredericks. This is the, uh, the fierce Fredericks on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening, it's the fierce marriage podcast. We also do fierce parenting on most Thursdays. We dropped a great episode last week on Thursday. So if you're a parent, we encourage you to check that out. We talked about making core memories mm, yes. that last for your kids. I know we, we stress Good out man. sometimes as parents about giving our kids the childhood we think <laughs> they should have. Yeah. Well, maybe we should uh, be released from some of that pressure. And that's yeah. what we talked about. So anyway, thank you for joining us. This question came in from... A fierce listener. <laughs> uh, if you have a question and you would like to ask that, we, as you as you see, we we like to answer those because obviously it's hitting on something. Yeah, you're not the only someone one out in the asking. real world is yeah. wondering about, and we're not just coming up with it uh, in this little office that we record these in. So if you want to ask that question, you can go to, go to fiercemarriage.com/ask. That's A S K. Fiercemarriage.com/ask. Anything goes. Anything goes. And you know what, friends? If you're asking it. There's a good chance someone else is too. So certainly if something's on your, on your, your mind, it's burning in your heart. Ask that question. A little head um, wandering around back here. Yes. She's, she's shimmying better every day. <laughs> Hello, baby. Um, I was going to say, oh, it's, this is coming out the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy to Happy Thanksgiving. May it be filled with delicious meats. By the way, I think turkey gets yeah. a bad rap. Turkey done well. It's pretty darn good, yeah. right? Yeah. You'd agree. I've always liked turkey. Are you smoking on the trigger after I've, a nice, healthy brining? I've never not liked turkey. And it's turkey. awesome. I have definitely not liked turkey at times. <laughs> okay. So let's read this 
question from a listener. I'm sure you have some questions of your own after you listen to it, but why don't you read it? Cause it's obviously coming from a husband. So, okay. And we got this baby in the background. So bear with us. Yeah. It's just like you're in our home. This oh, comes from are. my good friend, Anano. <laughs> There's no Anano, Anani. Oh, whatever. Anonymous. It's an anonymous person. <laughs> so he says, I'm a preacher and I've been preaching for almost six years now. And I lead a young married couple, small group on Wednesdays. I've been with my wife for four years and we have a beautiful baby boy. For the past few months, I've really been struggling with being solely attracted to her. I'm not looking at porn or provocative women online. I've deleted almost all social media and keep those temptations away. But I found myself super attracted to other women and not as much to my wife. I prayed, I fasted, and even preached on topics like this, yet I can't get any help for myself. I feel so guilty sometimes that I don't even want to be intimate with her. Why is this my reality now, and how can I better control desires for other women and redirect them solely to my wife? Signed, Anon. Mm -hmm. That's a tough question. Yeah, Um, there's a lot of questions within the question. I mean, thank you for submitting that question, I think, first of all. And second of all, there, there's just some, there, I think some foundational things we need to address because this is not just, Hey, I'm just seeing other pretty people or women, <laughs> but I'm, I'm attracted to them. So what does that, what does that mean? Is that crossing the line? What kind of direction yeah, is yeah. that headed? There's definitely some, uh, we need to name, define our terms. Of course, I want to first reflect on this a little bit. We, we asked jokingly, have we ever kind of lost yeah. that mojo, so to speak? Right. I, I will say this early on in our marriage. Um, How dare you? I, I, I won't I'm say that, I won't say that it's never been an issue because, of course, I mean, every I think every person in some sense in your sin nature, you have to learn to. Right. Reject your flesh. You have to learn to call good what God calls good. If you're a marriage, he's called for you. Your wife is good. Right. It's, it's very relative in that sense. It's an absolute principle, but it's relative to you and that your wife is good for you, husband. Yes. Like by fiat, if nothing else, God has said so. Yes. So every couple has to kind of work through that. Uh, in, in, and so, you know, you're right. So this, this right, this person writing in, what do you say? He's in, uh, with his wife for four years. Yeah. Like you're honestly, brother, you're, you're in the thick of it. Like you're in the thick of, I think, where this temptation crops up because you've had enough life together to where you've really, you have seen kind of each other at your best well, and at your worst yeah, by and then. A, as a wife, you know, he's saying we have a beautiful baby boy. I'm just thinking postpartum here, right? Like I'm just thinking right after a baby, right. a woman is, is, I mean, maybe, you know, you're feeling very capable and able and strong, but I won't, for me personally, I did not feel my most like beautiful, <laughs> You know, like I didn't feel the most attractive. I felt just kind of sleep deprived, dirty, sweaty. Well, this is why we have to define what right? and so, attractive yeah, means. That's, because yes. And I'm just yes, thinking of the one moment, though, in our marriage, the four moments um, <laughs> where it's really felt for me as a wife. I'm like, gosh, I feel like I've just kind of let you down in how I look. But it's clearly the opposite, though. Right. <laughs> yes. If there could ever be a moment, I think for me personally, I, it would be that mo- those moments. You're but, describing something that is utterly foreign to me. Right. Because, because after those moments of having you're a just child, like, I'm yeah, like, you're, you're a superhero and all the yes, things. Yes. Don't, don't flatter yourself. No. Yes, you are. You just try to make a baby. No one can. Men cannot. You you can't do without me. It's true. (laughs) Don't go bragging too much. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, so right in that 
that four year mark. Yeah. It is a hard, it it is a hard moment. So here's, I want to offer some advice, but I also want to say this. Don't beat yourself up. Like, you know, what objectively is right. That to me is the best thing to hear in this, in this message is I feel guilty about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's your conscience saying something's not right. And you're responding to that. You're, you're taking it to the Lord. You're, you're, you're wrestling with it. And what you want is relief from it. And I'm here to tell you that relief will come. Now, part of relief is kind of dissecting what it is that's happening in your heart and in your mind. And one of the things that we did early on, um, I just, I had this epiphany, right? It, I know that at some point there's a preacher that said something similar to this, but I, I can say that my epiphany was it predated that. Okay. Cause people have blamed me for, for <laughs> copying. But I, I realized that Selena is my standard of beauty mm-hmm. and people on the internet have this is for some reason very touchy for people because I'll say, listen, husband, you need to make your wife your standard of beauty. Like if your wife has blonde hair, you love blonde hair. If your wife is five, six, you love five, six. If your wife is, you know, whatever, whatever your wife is, your wife. that is, that is who you love. That is my wife is the ultimate standard of beauty. Anybody that looks anything different from her is not that she's not, they're not the standard. Well, I'm not saying that objectively. Was, no. And if, even if there was somebody that looked close to me or had my features, you would still be like, it's not you. Right. So your yes. wife is the standard of beauty. Yes. I know it goes without saying, but it's also like, you know, oh, so you like brown haired, brown skinned women then. Right. No, that's not right. what it is. It's, so, it's, so I'm clarifying that you are the, the standard, yes. right? So if you, if you think somewhere, I think it's in Europe, there's this, it's, it's a standard of what a meter is. And it is the universal standard. Like someone established that that is what a meter is. Yeah. And so every other meter you're thinking, well, this is a meter. Well, no, it's not a meter until you put it up against the standard right. and you realize, oh, it's actually a little short. Yeah. Or it's a little long. It doesn't fall. It doesn't right. meet the standard. Of a meter. Of what a meter is. Well, not that I'm comparing every woman mm-hmm. to you. That's, I think, an exhausting thing to do. But in my mind, I'm thinking what it does is it says, I am choosing to objectively value what God objectively values. Mm, yeah. And I don't always have to have every little jot and tittle of my emotions wrapped up in that truth yeah. to, to believe the truth. I mean, that you are beautiful to me because you're you. Yeah. Well, and I think we have to be careful too. You know, he's like, I teach on marriage classes or this type of thing, you know, and he's, you yes, desperately wants like relief from the struggle, but sometimes the struggle is kind of where the blessing can be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're struggling with, I mean, let's just call it what it is, temptation, possibly even lust. I, I I don't, attraction feels light. So let's call it, I, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know the situation, but like if it is lust, if it is temptation to sin, like identify it as such and reject it. And, and in those She's literally found the loudest thing to bang. My goodness. Some people's kids. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't, as humans, we always, and I'm so guilty of this. We just try to get through the suffering. We just want to re- get over it instead of saying, okay, Lord, you have me here for a reason. There's things that I'm struggling with. Um, like open my eyes, open, you know, and help me to Holy spirit, be my counselor, be my, my strength in, in exercising, produce in me self-control, right? Maybe so, there's a preparation here. For how? Some- this is a good segue because how is the Holy Spirit our counselor? Yeah. And how does he produce in us self-control? Well, we have a standard by which we can read what yes. God has said. To, well, the standard is God's word. We yes. can read what he said. And I, I was actually in first Corinthians uh, six, five, well, 
five, six, seven, and eight this morning. Yeah, we'll read First Corinthians seven. Yeah, and and what struck me about that is just how objective Paul is viewing um, the institution of marriage. Yes, and he's saying like, as a matter of fact, wife, you're you you do not. Your body's not your body's own. not your own. It, it is your husband. And husband, your body is not your own. Is your wife's, like, it it is so. Just matter of fact, mm-hmm. and so when you think about this idea of attraction, what is that? Okay, we elevate feelings in our culture to a place of truth just by virtue of their existence. Mm-hmm. We don't question our feelings enough. We or have feelings are, about our feelings. That's per, me. <laughs> this person writing in is questioning their feelings, and that's, yes. that's the right thing to do because your feelings are wrong. Right. right? Our culture would say that your feelings tell you your truth. Right. Well, the, the Bible sure. says that your feelings, basically, that, that means it's from, from your heart, right? It's, it's a source of deception. The heart is deceptive, deceitful, deceitful above all else. So we need to guard our hearts, guard our hearts. (laughs) So we look at God's word. We say, okay, my heart is deceitful. I am being deceived. Hmm. I am not feeling attraction to my wife and somehow that's invalidating. how. Well, here's what I'm here to tell you is that does nothing to invalidate your marriage. It does Mm -hmm. nothing to invalidate the commitment you've made to your wife. It does nothing to invalidate the fact that you objectively love her, Mm -hmm. that she is objectively yours and you are objectively hers. Mm -hmm. How you feel in your attraction doesn't change any of that. So yeah. the best thing we can do is look into God's word and say, we can take every thought captive and do what? We can break it, make it obedience. Yes. Make it obedient right. unto Christ. Make it obedient unto the Holy Spirit, right. not our flesh. Right. So we we are, we are don't, we're not aware a lot of times that we, this is the water that we're swimming in because mm-hmm. we've bought this lie that our feelings are, are, kind of supreme it's very pervasive. to the point where yes. love is no longer what God described love to be. Love is some other thing that I'm defining based on whatever women fancy I'm feeling at the moment, based on what you chose to look like, smell like, sound like that day. <laughs> and all of a sudden love is no longer it what is, God says yeah. it is. It's what Ryan says. What, so an attraction is, by the way, attraction is not a biblical concept. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we have, there's attraction clearly in song of Solomon. Right. There's, there is the sense in many, uh, Scriptures that women are inherently beautiful. They were designed to be beautiful. Yeah, and the, by virtue glory, of that, yeah. attractive. Yes. Be, men would be drawn to them. And that, yeah, their beauty is in, in some sense their, a glory of theirs. Right. But this idea of attraction being some sort of precursor to a happy marriage is not a biblical category. Right. And in one of our uh, books, the... Wife and pursuit. So we have husband pursuit, wife and pursuit. They're both like a 31 day challenge to mm-hmm. loving your, you know, your husband well or your, your wife well, if you're the husband reading it. Uh, we talk about how, about intimacy and how love pursues intimacy. So the Bible talks about love and how we should love one another. And it also talks about the marriage. Like how, how are we supposed to live out and love mm-hmm. in a married way? Right. And so, in, we read about this in First Corinthians 7, um, when it's talking about inti- intimacy. We read about it in Ephesians 5, which we'll, we'll talk about in a moment of how Christ is our example and standard of love. Uh, do you want to read First Corinthians 7? Sure. Uh, starting in verse 1. Now, yeah. concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man to not have sexual relations with a woman. That's a quote. Paul's quoting, mm-hmm. but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman, her own husband, the husband should give to his wife, her conjugal rights. And likewise, the wife to her husband, for the wife does not have the authority, does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. 
Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Hmm. So it is, It is. I mean, I think we've all experienced this in our marriage when we, um, when there's kind of a dry season of intimacy or it feels challenging and Paul's reminding you, like sometimes this may hit, hit wrong, but sometimes you just got to jump into bed and go for it. You know, you kind of just got to set some things aside and say, we're going to be, intimate, we are going to be together and we're going to love one another. And just by the very act of, of beginning that, uh, I think really begins to break away all the obstacles there and are, walls. There right? are pragmatic gets, effects yes. that are beneficial. What strikes me about that is just how, uh, how that's a picture of what love is, right? Meaning that we've, again, to go back to what I said earlier, yeah. we've, we've made everything subjective, meaning yeah. that if I don't desire it, it is bad. If I don't feel it, it is wrong. Right. And Paul is saying that that's not the, the that's measure not the by measure. which we judge it right or wrong. That's the measure by meter. which we judge it right or wrong is, does your spouse desire it? That, so is, is that, is it healthy for your marriage? Is right. it what you should give? That's what makes it right, right or wrong. That's how love works. Mm-hmm. And me choosing to love you, it doesn't, val- so doesn't I'm, invalidate me feeling like loving you doesn't change the objective good involved in the actions of loving you. Yes. I should do them whether or not I feel like it. Yes. So we don't apply that to the intimacy category, to the attraction category, because that's just the water we're swimming in. Yeah. But there's none of that here. And I love how Paul says that even if you do, even if you do Mm -hmm. say you're going to abstain, and I put this in the same category, you know, intimacy, sex, attraction, even if you say you're going to abstain, you only do it for a limited time. Mm-hmm. You do it with mutual consent mm-hmm. and you do it for the purpose of prayer. Mm-hmm. Not because like you're doing some sort of like, I don't know, some, I don't know why you would do that to be honest, right. <laughs> right. but there's, that, those are the conditions and I, and there's no other condition given for, right. for depriving one another or abstaining rather. You right. should never deprive, but anyway, that's right. just, it strikes me as uh, it's a feature, not a bug. Right. In love. Yeah. And, uh, and so when you feel your flesh clawing at you to say, don't you see that? Don't you see that girl? Isn't she attractive? By the way, she, your wife's not that attractive. You see that, that guy, like your husband's not like him. Isn't he attractive? You're long, by the way, you're no longer attracted to your husband. You're no right. Longer, and how do you like, shut, right. That is a lie from the devil. There are lies from the devil. Say, he'll I, lie to you both ways. He'll make you feel guilty for both things. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So it's he's just like, you and then he'll beat you up for doing right. it. And so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trick is you grab that thought yes. and say, this thought is a lie. Yeah. You make it obedient I make to it Christ. Obedient. I am actually attracted to my wife. Why? Because she's my wife. Yeah. And by the way, also I'm thankful. And by the way, very practically speaking, one way to get out of this loop is just start listing things you're thankful for. Amen. That's usually her, what I do if, yeah. if and when thoughts of... You know, wait a second. There's no temptation or anything, but when <laughs> you just said that, never. when you compare or if you get, if you just even compare your spouse, which I think we've all been guilty of, maybe not you, but comparing, oh yeah, that guy achieves more. Oh, he's like this a little bit more with his wife. It's like, no, but I'm really, this is what I'm thankful for. Sometimes when you're with other, at least for me, when I'm around other Christian couples, I'm grateful for them because I'm grateful to see, I'm usually sharpened. Mm. Um, but when the comparison game right? Not, not sharpening, but just comparison Mm. sets in. That's where I begin battling with my gratefulness. And I say, Oh, I'm grateful for Ryan because 
He knows this about me. He loves this in me because, and I love him. I love this about him. I'm so grateful for these things about him. I'm so, you know, there's just, it goes on and on and on. And by the time, you know, you're done with that list, you're, you're like, who was, what was, what was I even talking about? What did you say to me? About? You woke up this morning. What did you say? What was the first thing you said to me? I had a bad dream. Yeah. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad dream. It was a nightmare. <laughs> the worst nightmare. Well, to be honest, we've been in a little bit of a funk. Um, not sure why. There's just a lot going on right now with kids and sickness and animals and things. Like just life has been. Malfeasant wives. Yeah. He's a been doing Hebrew and neglecting his family. <laughs> Anyways, by God's grace, uh, I had shalom I had a word. I had a dream that I woke up and he was just like, he was not there. Somewhere in my life, the baby was still a baby. Um and there were two guys there. I don't know who the other guy was, but like the levels were here. And I, I looked at John and I said, John, he was here for the Fierce Families Conference, right? And he goes, yes, he was. And I said, and now he's not here. And he goes, no, he's not. And then I just like cried because I was just. Was I dead was, or was I just you out of the okay. You were gone. I was never going to see you again. I came to the grips with my, this dream that like, I mean, the amount, the feelings of loneliness and grief, like it felt very real. And there were some real things. And I woke up. <laughs> So grateful for you. The Lord just used it to to pull me out of whatever funk I was in and you as well. <laughs> the you'll point never that I wanted to make it, from this. But the point I wanted to make from this. <laughs> you'll never admit it. Don't don't cut that. I'm just kidding. Listen, you know, when someone's wrong, they could admit it. You can, yes. Um <laughs> No, you, you said, I've been spoiled. I'm so thankful for you. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> As I gave you a hug, finally someone will estimate me. <laughs> you don't do that a lot. I, I, I do. You uh, too many of these. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I could say the same thing about you that, that I think as soon as you start appreciating yes. who, who, and seeing, so uh, we can get off this point, but seeing your, your spouse yes. for who they are, seeing them for the gift they are, um, you know, and, and seeing them as a somebody made in God's image. Uh, with kids, it's it's really easy to, to, and this just a little bit of sidebar, it's really easy to, with our kids, to just see the frustrations and not appreciate all that's the happening in their little head. Of who they are, yes. And so one of the things we've worked at is just like stopping and just beholding the child. Yeah. And one way to do that and is just looking in their eyes. Yeah. Like, so do that with your spouse, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's where you're getting at is look into their eyes, yeah. like stop, take the moment, take with the time, look into your, your husband's eyes if you're the wife or your wife size, if you're the husband, just behold who they are and who God has made them to be. And this time in this moment in history that you guys are together, he's brought you mm. together. He's, he's given you, you know, to the, to the person who wrote this in, he's given you a healthy baby, which is a miracle, miracle, miracle. Yeah. Um, and just because you struggle doesn't mean that, you know, you have to just give up and give in to temptation. Like you said, right. It's, it's sometimes just, yeah. stating it, it probably has already lost some of its power that you've yeah. said it out loud or written it out to somebody. But yeah, so here's the kicker with this conversation is that you're a man or a woman, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're feeling this way in your marriage, who is trying to honor Christ and you're bound by your covenant. Mm -hmm. So here's your options, right? Divorce is not on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, infidelity, not on the table. Um, you can either grin and, and grit your teeth and just say, you know what, this is the lot, my, you know, my lot in life. Sure. I have married an unattractive person <sighs> and, uh, you know, I've just got to deal with that. Or that's one option. Or you say, 
God has given me a gift and a spouse. Amen. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. Was God lying in that? Like truly, was God lying? Or was that, was that generally true, but not true for you? Uh, no, you can take that thought and you can make it obedient to Christ. And you can say, I am going to, to tell my feelings how to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And people will say, oh, you're just playing mind games or mental games. Well, absolutely you are. What do you think the enemy is doing all the time when he's, when he's yes. lying to you, yeah. getting you to, and your flesh is lying to you and the world is lying. It's all psychological warfare. Yeah. That's why we take thoughts captive and we make them obedient to Christ. That is our role in the warfare. And we ask the Holy Spirit to be our helper in that. Right. So, in, so to this pastor, the preacher, right? What would you say? Hold fast to your wife, look uh, her in yeah. the eye, be grateful for her, list off reasons why you are grateful yeah. for her and and battle those yeah. uh, temptations. I'd say get yourself in, well, frankly, get get husband in pursuit. Pursue your wife, brother. Yeah. Pursue, pursue her like you've never pursued her before. I would say write down a minimum of 10 things per day that you're thankful for about her. I would say talk to her about this. Yeah. Don't, don't deal with this alone. Like somehow, yeah. you know, you get it out it. because right. many times they can, it, it will suck us dry if we aren't living transparently. Yes. Um, walk in the light uh, in that, you know, I wouldn't say you're sinning. I would say that, but you need to walk in the light in this and be known by your wife. Talk to pastor friends, talk to brothers, express this to them. Um, and then get in the habit of making your thoughts obedient to Christ. That's, that's what I would say. And finally, the encouragement in this, it's not just like white knuckling it. You're not alone. This too shall pass. You're only in your fourth year of marriage, maybe your fifth year. Uh, You know, you got a lifetime to figure this stuff out and covenant is there. It's big enough. Love is there. It's strong enough to help you work this out. And uh, you know, you're going to find joy in your marriage. Um, If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. The way to do that is to um, a find a friend who is a Christian and say, help me know Christ. Ask them to read the Bible with you. I'm sure they'd be happy to do that. Uh, find a church that preaches out of the Bible so you can learn who God is. You can't love someone you don't know. Yeah. And you can't know someone who you've never heard what they've had to say. God has spoken. You need a preacher to help you uh, hear the gospel from God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't find either of those things or in addition to those things, go to this website, thenewsisgood.com, and that should give you some direction as well. I think it is time to pray. Our baby is, uh, we are out of baby time. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, your comforter you sent, the Holy Spirit. Thank you that he is here with us, comforting us. I pray for the husbands, the wives who are struggling with this issue or other issues, that you'd be with them, comfort them, give them wisdom, set their foot on the solid path and lead them down the path toward reconciliation, redemption, hope, forgiveness, healing, whatever they need, Lord, that you would provide that for them. Uh, We pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us, we would love that. Our partners are a large part of making this podcast happen <laughs> week in and week out. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We would love that. That being said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is in the can. See you again in about seven days. Have a great Thanksgiving. Till next time. Stay fierce.